0: And the winner is... Arctic Monkey!
1: That subscriber content, eh? That subscriber content, it just won't go away. It
2: might hibernate from time to time and sink back into the swamp. I think the cyclical nature of the universe in which it exists demands it adheres to some of its rules.
1: But it's always waiting there, just around the corner, ready to make its way into your ears and smash through the gated payment system sounding better than ever
2: and there's nothing you can do about it
1: benefits such as getting ad-free episodes a week early with pre- and post-show chat relating to the monkeys last shadow puppets episodes bonus podcasts watch alongs plus helping us improve our sound with better equipment and services
2: yeah this podcast seems like it's fading away sometimes but with subscribers it will never die thank you very much for listening we do truly appreciate it don't take that the wrong way
1: uh, yeah. We'll invite you for the subscription if we need to.
0: We're Arctic Monkeys. This is Don't Believe The Art. That rock and roll, eh? Ladies! That sound means it's the end of the game. Time for the bonus question.
1: Cheers, dudes. Don't believe the hype. Hello, and welcome once again to Don't Believe the Hype series two, episode eight. We are well into, we are balls deep in the favorite worst nightmare era. Yes, every week we cover a song from the band of a generation, and we are on album two of seven. So, we're getting two. Numero two. Numero two. Continental, it's Vi. joining me, <laughs> as, as ever, every week, me, Nick Lee, and 007 and Brucey Wayne are shit in the sense because there's another name. That name, of Ooh. course, is Dan Hall.
2: Thank you, hello. a lyric from a song that I'm anticipating us doing quite a lot. Um, I, I, I a lot was just going say.
1: through the B-sides the other day, and I was like, oh, I'm very excited for that one.
2: Does it feel like we're zipping through this album quicker than we zipped through the first album? It feels like it. It does feel it? like it, well, doesn't it?
1: We had we had um we had the car reaction pod that, that maybe the last album series feels longer because we had the introductory episode at the start we had the car pod in there and then we had the Christmas special didn't we so maybe and that maybe, makes it feel maybe it's also
2: because that that was our first like that was you know those first few we were finding our feet yeah. and stuff I don't I don't know it seemed just seemed to although although what I like what this series is we're ahead so when i listen back when the episode gets released because i do because i'm not arrogant no i don't i listen to make sure there's like you know we haven't made any mistakes or anything like that um, oh, and, yeah. and 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 because i am that arrogant but um not yeah. particularly you just just <laughs> to set the content to check the content's good it's a quality check to check that we're not like Oh, i, th- I thought you meant my you know, editing mistake oh no no that's always perfect nick that's always perfect we've a we have, couple we've of got choice two, times when got, you we've yeah. got two
1: major editing errors yeah i feel like there's
2: x um circumstances that's why you had to rush the edit though usually in fairness um but um i yeah it's a quality check to check just check that our content is still all right and that we're not you know missing stuff or being a bit lazy with it so i listen back and because i enjoy it but um i'd certainly be listening if i wasn't doing it and this was out there so um i i i get it's more exciting listening because we're ahead now because i forget what we said so when i listen to it on a wednesday i go oh yeah that was a good point dan (laughs) i I think the same mate yeah um but i am very excited about this evening's song because that well there's a bit of contention in this song tonight not not between us but you'll find out what when we do the information action ratio but but i personally see this as a classic of this album for me Yes,
1: yeah, I do. I yeah. think the band do because they, they kept it in rotation effect for, for a fair bit wow. after, after Well,
2: certainly we'll get to what the band think of it, but also I thought the fans did as well. I'm gonna say that ominously.
3: That's right. but, but yeah, uh,
2: but um shall we um well what is it it's this house is a circus is what it is. This house um, is a circus. it is and a couple of things on it as well as we go i think it's going to be interesting um because I, I wonder if people well i don't know what you think the song's about we'll get to that when we get to the lyrics but i wonder if people from what i've seen know really what the song is potentially about or what i think it's about i'm fairly certain this time i'm right <laughs>
1: But um we'll um
2: we'll get there won't it's we you've,
1: but, uh... If you found your interest piqued by what we've just said, then don't forget to go in the episode description on your podcast player of choice. Click on, or find all our links there and subscribe, follow, rate, review, like, give us five stars. Or we'll take four stars out of five because I mean, be? Wow, it's good enough know?
2: for a hotel on the moon. It's good enough for us. And They put a Takaria on the roof.
1: Is that, I know it got rave reviews as well. We, we we'll ta- we'll ta- just what set up, we up hire first. a little takaaria yeah.
2: stand here, for, and we'll separately because we're at different locations, and we'll just be handed. Tacos throughout the evening from a good, Mexican gentleman. When when I, when I was at Emmer and
1: Dave's on Friday night, because obviously as, as people, hey, were here, you were at we mine on Friday be night. On but, okay, no, before, prior to that, I, I, okay, I went out okay. for a little little pint with my work colleague. He bought me a birthday pint, and then I went to Emma and Dave's, and Dave had done some pulled pork the night before. Ah, yes, so he, did, he, he, made, we, he had soft tacos, but oh, he's got a little, tacos. He's got a little to- taco assembly devices. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not keen on hard tacos. Too much mess. But soft soft tacos, tacos, shit all shit.
2: over hard tacos because hard tacos, you bite into it, it's crunchy, it goes everywhere. The food, you can't keep everywhere. control of it. Soft taco, perfect. The perfect in yeah. it. As soon as they well, came, had out, I never looked assembly back. a station
1: like... that you put on your plate, you put it on your plate and it can fit like four soft tacos in there. So that was, that was, that uh, does
2: strike me as a very naive thing, thing to have. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I probably got it in Waitrose. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but no, um, yeah, I remember because I think I said something to you that I wouldn't be able to repeat on this and you choked on your taco. Uh, which I definitely wouldn't be able to repeat on this if I remember it was something vile. Um but anyway, shall we have yeah. a little listen to tonight's track it so we was, can start have a talking about to it? it. Do
1: talking you know, about which performance I've taken the clip from. I am curious as to which one you have. Well, you know what I'm thinking of doing? Because it, it's always been I say it, a rule. It's been a rule that I imposed on myself. I'll only as they only... usually are with you. Well, yeah. Well, someone's got it, aren't they? Um mm-hmm. I usually take the live performance from the actual time of release, if I can. Mm. But there's some really good live performances of this from, like, from like, from like, from like Suck It and Sea era. So I, I don't know if I'm going to... But then I'll just be constantly be going to transmit 2018 forever. It does,
2: it does feel weird, because I was going to use... Um, when I made the trailer for last week's episode, Do Me a Favour, I was going to use a Do Me a Favour i tend to go with the one that you used for a bit of consistency but i was got i did think oh this time i might go with that one that looks interesting from like 2000 and maybe uh maybe last tour actually or recently i think it might have been quite recent actually Mm. um and i was going to use that but it just felt weird to use it i don't know just because we're talking about that song in that time it does feel very fitting perhaps you know in the future when we when we start to have less episodes or maybe when we're even done with the albums we could go back and Do episodes where we discuss the songs as they've progressed i don't know yeah we'll get to them
1: yeah we'll find a way but anyway we could could play all the
2: versions in one episode but i imagine you get quite bored of just listening to different versions of it in one go right
1: over and over
2: again i've gone for live at
1: apollo anyway i I I think live at apollo is the definitive version they played it at uh, Glastonbury 2007 but i think this is better we have got another
2: version of it to play in a bit though so you're okay there
1: right let's go for the live at the apollo version anyway Knock it in, Matthew. This
3: house is a circus,
0: the circus, fuck. we tend to see that as a third row. want it done to your friends and then we drop a pen and the last thing that they want is for a feeling. This house is a circus, the circus, fuck. we tend to see that as a third We want to show
2: absolute tune that
1: Alto in it, it absolutely
2: uh, the funk might fracture your nose bit of um jamie pouting and dancing in the background there jamie cook yeah that
1: would have that would have been good for our drinking game on friday wouldn't it <laughs> <laughs> i
3: could still Just... taste
1: it <laughs> uh,
2: lovely those cocktails though what a hit but you'll have you'll have seen that if you've watched our live show at arctic podcast or you took part on the evening or you'd listen to our glass reaction which was uh oh you follow us on socials it was everywhere it was bloody everywhere
3: it Um, was it was breaking the internet
1: like kim kardashian's ass i'd imagine kim kardashian's ass breaks a lot of stuff to be honest
2: yeah probably um probably doesn't taste as nice as my cocktails though maybe it does
1: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: um
2: but yes um an absolute absolute belter shall we should we do a little bit of information on it?
3: it. The information action ratio. Ain't that the place to go?
2: Oh, why does he change his voice when he sings it? Oh.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> this House is a circus, is three minutes and eleven seconds long and has just forty nine point five million streams on Spotify, making it the second least stream track on this album. And uh, this is my many that. Well, <laughs> I thought this was like a huge, like, song. I mean, me and um, like you and our friends at the time, and another friend of mine, like, they all think that this is uh, like one of the best songs on the album. And I thought that every fan felt the same. But if it's only been streamed the second least on the album, the least being um, a couple of tracks away, and rightfully so. But there isn't. There isn't much in it. There isn't much in it at all. It's and I, I, it's crazy because I thought this was a huge hit. But if people don't listen to it, then it's not. Unless it's just a huge hit with people back then, and it's not so much since Spotify came in and people don't listen to it. I don't know. But maybe get in touch with us if you. Maybe we'll put a little poll for this one. Do you think? Uh,
1: when this when this album it's came out, the bigger
2: tunes. There's never a clamor for album, it to come back, though, is there?
1: Well, no, that's it. But th- this track and the next one were my two favorites at the time.
2: Me too. I still are, perhaps. We'll find out when we do our end of end of the the sort of wrap up of, of the that, that,
1: that was uh, hard work. having to rank them. It's going to be even harder now. Ooh,
2: <laughs> it's gonna get harder every time, isn't it? Um yeah. But um, it, it's. It, I just thought I was thought it was a it was a absolute big tune and and maybe, I mean, I guess I never say I want it back in the set. But that's because I know that there's only so many songs I can have in the set and I have to be realistic yeah. when I say that. Do you know what I mean? It's like I'd like some songs to be back in the set. Like you know, I'd love The Bakery to be in the set, but I'm, I'm a realist. I mean,
1: we got spoiled, <laughs>
3: I'm we got spoiled a with
1: both our favourite songs. We got, we got both our favourite songs. Yeah, well, like, what more can like, you ask awesome. for? We were eh? we've, we've spoiled, so anything yeah, else
2: is a Yeah, exactly. Forever, for the rest of our lives. Um. So <laughs> the song, is, So yeah, I just thought that was pretty mad 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 that yeah. it only that it's got that low on the streaming like less way less than like dears for dangerous and stuff balaclava which i found very odd because it's quite clearly a better song than that um in my opinion anyway it is 155 beats per minute and is in the key of g major Other key tracks in G Major are He Loves Weed and He Loves Takeaway Deliveries. Yes, it's Snoop Dogg with Gin and Juice. And I love his latest song. Best one he's done in years. Everybody say, just eat. Love that tune.
1: That goes to my chat, (laughs) so.
2: It's the soundtrack to Annie 2, Life on the Streets of Brooklyn. It's Hard not Life, but everybody's favourite punching up boyfriend, Jay-Z. And medically prescribed to only, and I mean only, be taken with marijuana, It's More Than a Feeling by Boston. It has been played live 345 times. Firstly, yet again, as discussed last week, at the Leadmill Sheffield on February 10th, 2007. And lastly, at the Fillmore Miami Beach Jackie Gleason Theatre, on January 30th, 2014. So it's not been wheeled out for nearly a decade. So, you know, it's not It's not like getting back in the set. So that's why I don't try and go, oh, maybe they'll bring it back into the set. But but it's it you doesn't mean who, that it's still uh, not one of the best songs on the album.
1: Absolutely. Do you, do you know who Jackie Gleason is? Are you familiar with Jackie Gleason? Is it, Gleason? A, is it a,
2: a sports personality? Is it a, a no, he, runner? No, he was
1: in... He was an actor in, he was in the Honeymooners and he did, he did that, that oh. one that's always used, it's always used on Family Guy, the uh, one, of yeah, days, Alex, one of these days. Yeah, one of these yeah, days, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he looks like a, um, looks like John Goodman a bit. Yes, I, Um, yeah, of course that's who it is, Jack Gleeson, yeah, I was getting mixed up with someone else, I can't think of a sports person, aren't I? Um, But yeah. Uh, Stephen
1: Gleeson, who used to play for Stockport County in 2008, possibly?
2: Uh, no, I don't remember that because <laughs> i have a life um so uh, <laughs> clearly uh this on what you're saying about American, that this is mr alex turner's favorite song on the album he has publicly stated um so there you go he absolutely loves it but you know again even he can't justify it going back in the set so what can you do eh? but i would say this is up there as one of the best songs on the album that doesn't mean it's big enough to there's a difference between being big enough to be kept in the set Mm. and being the best song like teddy picker and brian storm are really good tunes but i think this is much better song than them in terms of just i don't know but what they're more commercial you could say fan favorites so this this is um but i still i still don't understand why this wouldn't be because it's just an absolute tune um but yeah should we do some reviews of it let's do it um again surprised there was no real meaningful reviews out there for this one but it, it was maybe that's another sort of teller and it's sort of placed in the, the pantheon but um so we turn to the ever-present enemy greatest list although perhaps controversy again as they place this at number 74, saying, Favourite Worst Nightmare was the first Atta Monkey's album to be helmed by Simeon Mobile Disco's James Ford, and the LP's sharpened focus on punchy hooks and melodies comes to the fore on songs like this one, which thrives off a full-blooded delivery. So, considering they placed Do Me A Favourite at number 6, fair enough, fair enough. They placed Only Ones You Know at number 53, they placed D for Dangerous at 55. I mean, are we way off the popular opinion here with this song, do you think? Way off the mark? Way off the mark? The lyric there? I mean, if you... Is that lyric, way off okay. the mark? That's... Mr. Mark. Five yes. out of five. Yeah, yeah. Not having
1: that one. Not having that one, <laughs> having that one no. Um Do you think... Do you think it's... it's not like you to fuck up the lyrics of four out of five, is it? Well, it wasn't four out of five. It's five on five. To that. Is it?
2: Oh, I was thinking Miss the mark from 505.
1: All oh, right. I was thinking of, uh, yeah, fall short of the mark from uh, the 505. Missed yeah. the mark and Mark speaking in the mark Double meanings in Tranquility yeah. Base. Everybody Can't wait to mark.
2: get to that. Everybody loves Mark. Um, so yeah, do you think it's, w- I think it's strange that they like, do me a favourite number six. Fair enough. Whatever. Um, but it's strange to put only ones who know Deeds for Dangerous above this song, right? They're, they're clearly like I love I like Deeds for Dangerous. I wouldn't say I love it. I like it quite a lot, but I like to listen to it. But Only Ones You Know I, I really do like, to be fair. Mm. But they're definitely not better than this song, in terms of as a song. You know what I mean? Like I find yeah. that odd. It's strange that so that makes me think again that we're off we're off kilter and that this isn't as well regarded as we thought, because um enemy usually sort of right about these things when it comes to Arctic Monkey. So I found that maybe it's just with the streaming numbers and the way they've placed it and the fact that it's not been played for 10 years, maybe it just isn't a fan favourite. I don't know. Get in touch let us know. I've always thought it was an absolute belter. Arctic
1: um, at gmail.com
2: Yeah. Boom. Or or get in touch with us on any of the socials as well. There's a hmm. message. Baby. So <laughs> um, I mean what can we say? What can we say about it? It's just great from the off, in my opinion, straight away.
1: It what is. It? everyone Everyone's got the little time to shine as well. You've got the nice nice little bit of a bass lick from uh, from Nick at the start. A little? Held us, held us in a full hip-hop mode. Well, it's, it's a good Jamie guitar. you starting from the uh, Cookie Monster special. Yes. yes.
2: Yes. This is different, isn't it? Um, I mean, it's a good guitar and drum combo, isn't it? With the cymbal tapping. Yeah and like you say that intermittent drum um it's just so hip-hop as well and then the bass is introduced drums come in full swing and yeah it's just funky isn't it it's just pure funk like and another example of how well held us and nick immediately in sync on this right, album, right like, yeah. Amplified it, yeah Um, just yeah, so so hip hop and funky, it's crazy, like I actually think w- one of the most I think they've done ever, considering all the ones before, even on the first album, I think you'd have to place this up there with the funk, yes,
3: like,
2: you take yeah, the funkiest the funkiest ones off what are the funkiest ones off the the first album,
1: um tails vampires,
2: yep, yeah. dancing shoes a bit, I guess um yes you'd you'd have to say that this was just as funky if not funkier in parts this um these for dangerous was fairly funky but this is um yeah i don't know this is this is like like really funky but they're not but then um as well they have that the guitars are very different though like like in the normally in the funky ones the guitar kind of take a back seat i don't know if you ever noticed that a lot of the time like particularly these for dangerous and stuff whereas this one it's kind of works together like they actually have the two guitars that that is two guitars at the start of this it's jamie and alex if you if you see if you look it is so it's very yeah. view very view from in that respect with the um playing at the same time different things that yeah. go in sync like that yeah very very view from breakdown uh, and and verse versus and then yeah that heavy that and then as that progresses we have the uh heavier lead guitar which is different don't we we've got that coming in you said last week about Humbug and these songs in particular, you said, you said on do me a favor about that, perhaps the end of that, but then particularly this house is a circus. And if you were there, beware being the kind of the humbugesque section of the album. If you recall that you, you said that, um, I would say that, that the heavier lead guitar on this is definitely getting in a bit of that humbuggy space, isn't it? Yes. But, yes. Well, Jamie, on the way. Where Jamie lives. Um, Jamie home josh cookie <laughs> I,
3: don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know was going-
1: <laughs> jamie holmes sounds like it should be a like a Dave <laughs> or something and it's just it's just him looking moody in the desert
3: Pout- pouting.
2: Well, funny enough i was reading the other day about a story that he where apparently they were talking about like mad things that happened while they were in the desert in Hamburg, and it, apparently one day jamie just took off on a motorbike and was gone for like two days they didn't know where he was and he, he was. just came back dressed as a mexican and was just like they don't know what happened. Really, don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, bingo, that just happened. I mean, I love the fact that he just went and no one was like keeping it like touch. I'd probably be like, well, "Should we, should we check in?" Because we are in a foreign country. and He's on his own on a motorbike, <laughs> <laughs> sort of in the middle of a desert. Should we
3: check
1: in? <laughs> um, yeah. I imagine it ended up like being like Breaking Bad, where they're stuck in the desert for four days and the RV won't start.
3: <laughs> Jamie's <just like> this.
2: <laughs> this amplifies my kind of thing about one wishing there was like a documentary about yeah the humbug yeah. time and what must have just just to be a fly on the wall uh, uh just taking that josh reconstruction at this point <sighs> just josh Hom's ranch and them in there and what that must have been like and the people that must have been coming and going and shit like you know dave Grohl turned up at some point uh but <laughs> so i just i just yeah find it yeah i just find it particularly oh, there's never been any point. insinuation that they know each other i guess so
1: i was i was talking about this with mate dave the other night i was saying they, they must have done because the, the dave, circle dave, of, dave, do, you, do you reckon maybe josh Hom came in to like play drums or something and then saw Helder's as he's like i think you've got it lads i, thought, I, thought, <laughs> I, think, I don't think i'm i don't think i'm needed here
2: you sort of got a, dave Goham, you're not <laughs> you sure you yeah. just can't do a bit no, dave Goham. um <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's it's I'm just fascinated by the whole time but we're not there yet we can talk about that plenty uh next year <laughs> um but this this is that kind of development i think of them towards the humbug because the f- the first album funk and hip-hop uh, and d is for dangerous kind of early this album-esque but then that the guitar shows the progression coming in because we haven't carried just on with that funk or what you might expect we've moved into that um that other sound as well and it, it's the part point that we said we always say that the meteor half of the albums are the the b-sides and this is the b-side of the album and um this is this is never more an example of that i'd say because this is really where it um i think humbug might be the album that undoes that theory actually funnily enough yes but um, <laughs> very, yeah very much so. Um but um we would uh no so but but yeah i think this is this is just such a this is the song that shows that progression. this is it all coming together the sound that they're kind of chasing the rock elements but with their old funkiness and stuff like that i just think yes. it's, it's another progression but um and it's a much moody guitar piece than you might have thought that comes into blend. Because when you first hear it, if you think you, so far you've just got the riff and the hip hop drums and that, you're probably not expecting like that to come in as it does. And then, but it blends so well, It works perfectly. Um, such a subtle change as well to drop the clean, introduce this, like because it's like, and then as that progresses, the drums change slightly. It just kind of changes yes, up. Another yeah. version of them not really having a chorus particularly on these albums choruses when when we first read that i was very much like what are they talking about there's loads of choruses but but i know what they mean we keep saying it every week is that it doesn't have like what you would call the chorus of the song it just changes yeah. keys key and kind of you know it doesn't there isn't like like you know you know what the dance floor chorus is or or stuff like that do you know what i mean it's not like that or like when the sun goes down chorus it's much more like the song just flows but they just change the key and kind of just have the lyrics flow like that i think that's because it's not what would you the chorus would obviously to this would be you can't think why like search for murder clues but it's not really a chorus and it's in what you would class as a chorus mm. um sort of typically they're uh you know what they like for doing whatever the hell they want um yeah and then there's a the stop another bloody stop um and then finished not finished, and alex singing it 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 goes into again progression because it's it's an arctic monkeys riff that they come in with after the stop but it's got that heavier moodier darker edge to it but it still has that trademark funk that makes you want to dance thing so it's weird it's like again it's the progression it's the blending of all the different elements um This is the change coming together. I think this song, more than any other on the album, is a representation of what they wanted to be, perhaps at this time. You know what I mean, first half feels like hangover from the first album. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. This feels like where they want to be and where they're going to go next.
1: Yeah. yeah, They kind of, they kind of yeah. It's, it's a shame we've realized that Humbug is the exception to that rule of the second half. Like, kind of, the maybe, sign of the next maybe, album.
2: maybe that could lead you to say that Humbug is their most perfect album in terms of what they were chasing. But does AM yeah. follow that rule as well? Because technically, it doesn't either. It's so maybe our favorite, no, like... does it?
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe it's maybe there's some way that we tranquility. can tranquility. I don't know. We can blend we'll the together. Of it together. So, yeah, I think tranquility. Does... I think tranquility shows signs of going towards. Kind of does.
3: Kind of. Yes. Oh,
1: was that maybe, what you mean by maybe... that?
2: I, I didn't mean it, it goes towards the next album. I just meant it's just the meatier side of the album. It's, it's where the kind of
1: yeah, that as well meatier also, tracks also, are. Commercial, also, commercial also, A side, so.
2: meaty B side.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I think this track and next next week's are kind of a very humbug, I think.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You said that last week and I referenced, a, I referenced a, you a, it's a, it's you a, a minute ago or... and you didn't even realise. <laughs>
1: Thanks, mate. <laughs> I directly yeah. referenced I something say, you said. I just you say, say so know. much wise stuff that I forget what I've said. Well, this is what's
2: so amazing. You say so little. The fact that you can't remember it when I reference it is mad.
1: Thanks, mate.
2: Needle in a haystack. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are a human fortune cookie, um, but it's <laughs> what are you do not there. Yeah, it, I think I think, but then I think there is an argument that Humbug could follow that that construct of commercial A side, media B side. You could argue it a bit because you could say that Secret Door and Crying Lightning uh, are more commercial than anything on the B side but from Cornerstone. So yeah, maybe not. But we'll see. We'll, we'll debate when we get there. The first album in this album definitely follow it. And I we'll think flush Suck out it, this rule. Suck it in C kind of follows it. And then I would say that Tranquility mm, questionable. But the car definitely follows it. Car definitely follows it. Yeah. First side of the car is a much easier task, I imagine, for newer fans than the, the second half of it. I would imagine yes, oh, not newer fans, but fans that don't like the new stuff. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll follow it as we go. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, Yeah, it plays out like you've got that um, classic Arctic Monkeys deconstructing to a breakdown. Yeah, they're having this kind of guitar breakdown. But again, I'd say it does feel different than what we've heard before. them there is a difference to the the breakdown here um the break the breakdown of just the the clean guitars again is very nice i really like that very again very beautiful in there but um i mean i think at this point we have to say that mr nico Ball- mali take a bow um i love the bass in this in this some breakdown. of his
1: best work it's his right yeah work. it's a shame because
2: it i think well i knew someone who said that this was the best bass on the album but I think maybe last week might have put a bit of I mean it's all been great, but I think last week might have put a, paid to the best bass line on the album, I think, or best couple of bass lines on the album. I think it's hard to, yeah, I think to argue with it. that at this point. Yeah. But this is close. This is this is like really good like rockier bass and breakdown. But I did if you remember, um this is another good like bass, not sounding like bass moment as well that he's done yes. a few times on this album. Yeah. Is it bass or is it nut bass let's play bass or <laughs> nut base. time for the bonus <laughs>
3: question <laughs>
2: <laughs> featuring nick o'malley <laughs> andy <laughs> i've his oh, last name sorry. already
3: <laughs> jesus nicholson nicholson <laughs>
2: uh who else would be on there
1: the oh what
2: then storm off. Yeah, the guy from Royal Wood and Mark Hoppers from Ben a too. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. yeah. <laughs> bass or
3: you,
2: guitar? Is it ba- bass or guitar? No, bass or no bass. And the it would be like the Fiend tune would be like all about that bass, about that bass, and the crowd would be singing it. And Ant and deck oh, is would it? probably be us. It will be be & deck actually. Stephen Mullen. sorry <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it was Stephen <laughs> Mullin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bass look,
1: bass. Looking like looking inside, like he wants to die. <laughs> as, he, as he often does, I always think what? there's an undercurrent of tragedy behind his face.
2: Yeah, I think they. I still think they genetic, genetically grew him in a lab to become the next yep. like ITV host. once Scofield. Him up his and Ben boots, Shepherd
1: look. are like two prototypes. Mm,
2: yeah, because they don't seem to have actual human personalities under their um. like you know when you know that that's a person, but they're just hosting a show like Dermot OLeary, for example. Bet Dermot OLeary's yeah. a laugh. Good old outside Dermot. Of it like, and that. Yeah. Good old Dermot. O'Leary. But um, but you just they just look like. ITV bots 3000 and like they just like after the show ends they just get put in a storage cupboard and just down just sit there until the next shite show gets pulled out and they both they both they both host game shows um, which have taken their concept off the back of machines involving pennies
1: yeah don't get me started on that (laughs) <laughs> tv no, machines and in that. for a
2: penny in for a pound which went from a segment on an index show that was a bit of a stupid thing to its own yeah. game show how they sustain that i don't know i don't want to find out i don't want to watch it so so yeah No, you know, don't, I the know bots. no. I don't think they're um yeah i think they're the only ones i don't think there's any more itv bots anymore <laughs> don't know hmm. Send us in if you think there's any more ITV bot presenters. Yeah, give <laughs> <Yeah. one>. us <laughs> a list. Give really. us a list. Um, yeah. So uh, the, they did change this. Um, they did change this during the humbug tour. This breakdown actually to an actual. I thought what I thought were pretty good um, version of it. So shall we have a listen to that? Just do that. <laughs> I love really that cool. version of it. So cool. Yeah, very cool. Peak them like smashing a, a change in the song, which they
1: love to do. I do remember just when to they the changed point where it. I didn't think they could top it as well, and then they just do that.
2: Yeah, well, they didn't change it. Was it during the Humble Taurus? Yeah, it was. It was. It was at Reading. Yeah, but I, Tour, but yeah. I don't. But they didn't change it when i saw him live it was the original version so they changed it at some point like after reading but then i remember they changed it again for the second it and See my friend was livid because it's his favorite part of the song and they changed it to a slower <laughs> bit oh, no no sorry sorry yeah sorry during the hum- sorry i'm getting confused this is his favorite nightmare yes yeah, sorry when we saw him for the humbug tour he was livid because he really wanted to hear that as the like breakdown and then it was different to this bit and he was a bit peeved because he wanted that version but hey-ho, hey ho hey hey ho as we know can't please everyone um, but I do love the outro really? of the song. I love it. I love the outro because it's the, the chorus thing again, but with all the elements brought in. So it's yeah. like all the guitars that all are featured converted. clean, yeah, clean and heavy. And now the bass is even heavier, and it just feels like so meaty and big. One of the yeah. probably actually, from a production point of view, one of the sort of fullest, meatiest things they've done so far ever
1: yes it sounds it sounds massive i, I had on headphones this morning and it's so huge
2: yeah because what sounds huge on the first album like that i can't think like like maybe the intro to view from maybe view from as a song is like the like the, the the meatiest yeah. like huge song on that one and then on this one so far this is definitely it so yeah i think this is the this is the biggest song they've done Together. It's yeah. great, great stuff. Which is again lends itself to the humbug thing and the end of the last song also being a big moment and the next song being again another one. Um and then obviously it changes up to Helders doing the kind of build up drum and the guitar hammering. And we have the introduction of a cookie monster special. He still gets one in there with the guitar as well. I think it's another cookie little monster special. There. It wouldn't be a, a favourite nightmare song without a cookie monster special, really, would it?
1: Absolutely, You've got to get it in there somewhere. You've you? Got to get it in there somewhere. Is there any Is that It's a trademark. We'll
2: I I'm trying You've to. Not think got of lost this... in the
1: desert yet. No, I'm trying
2: to think of. The... Well, he... he carries it on for most of Humbug as well. I wonder if um, there's any that doesn't have it on this album. I can only think of one that might not have a cooking lot special on it, but we'll find out. Um, and yeah, but that guitar kind of starts in the background and comes to the forefront and then, and then takes us out. The drums in this outro are just phenomenal. Like. <laughs> mr held but i know it's he always forget because there's so much going on yeah because yeah. it just it does just feel fuller at this point mm. and it is the most we've heard going on in a song with them so far and there's so many elements but still his drums just stand out and you're just like whoa he's going hell for again like i just think yeah he uh, yeah no matter any time you see him he and he definitely deserves more credit than than he gets i'll always say that but and he gets a lot of credit but he deserves more um, yeah. And obviously would that it would not be enough. Wouldn't be. He deserves so much more. I love him, but um, but he gets he gets it in the industry. He gets it. He gets people see it. You yeah. can't. People, people know, what, know, they're know what they're talking about. about. Yeah. They, how could you not? So yeah. But I just love the yeah the drums in this outro are, are amazing. Um, and and it then leads into the next track. It's a double bill. It's
1: yes, it is indeed. It blends
2: straight in. Not something that they do a lot, is it?
1: No, I can only think of uh, one particular of 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 American song.
2: That's the only other one I can think of. Time with them doing it; they've never done it again, have they? That blends straight into it, and it doesn't do it if you have Spotify. Annoyingly, there's like a while well, it changes song, which is really no, annoying. No, you can
1: change it. You can change it in your settings.
2: To do what? Fade in those gap. particular two songs for me, please. Spotify
1: gap gap plus playback.
2: Uh, no, I don't. I don't sit there. Just studiously studying the Spotify settings. Uh,
1: no, I didn't. Got... But I had this. <laughs> I had this problem when I first got Spotify and Googled it. <laughs> I mean, and...
2: I, I would classify it as a problem. Really, I mean, I'm it, is, only a... it is. a problem. It's a problem. I'm, re- I'm only really noting it because we're doing an in-depth discussion of the song. It's not something that would well. Have that's how me, the band it.
1: intended it to be.
2: <laughs> well, then I'll play the vinyl version of it. I mean, <laughs> All right,
1: you play your vinyl version of it. I will. I will. I will. I will. Right, well,
2: there you go. Problem solved. Should we play the uh, vinyl it? versions of it. Are going oh, do yeah. that now? I was saying it slightly went into it, and I went, "Oh yeah." I mean, it doesn't really affect me at this point because I I listen to each track over and over again before we cover them, and yeah. we don't listen to the next one because I want to I want to be fresh for it. So, um, but yeah, One Point Perspective American Sports, uh, a good blend as well. So they they don't do it very often. But when they do do it, it works perfectly to the point where I actually see One Point Perspective American Sports with one song almost when I listen to them because yes, I need to I need to listen to it. Without this, I can actually listen to Disaster Circus without going into if you were there, but I can't go into, I can't listen to One Point without then letting it follow into American Sports.
1: When I watch like live clips of the Tranquility Era and they play One Point Perspective as they did quite a lot, and then don't. When they don't go into... It feels like an unfinished melody in my head like when mm. when they don't go straight into American sports.
2: American sports didn't get oh, called out a lot. That's why, in my opinion, one of the most underrated songs on Tranquility Base yes. because it doesn't get its credit, even though it's an absolute tune and the piano is amazing. But we'll get to that.
1: We'll get to that, don't you worry. Um,
2: <laughs> I reckon the blending was a James Ford or Mike Crossy idea. What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. them boys getting the
2: sticky fingers on it. Yeah, I I, I think that was very much a kind of like... Yeah, James Ford going, let's get it. Uh, this out this will be perfect blending, or maybe Alex. He sometimes says stuff flat, doesn't he? Apparently, gets his fingers in there. In fact, he has to be distracted by stuff so that he doesn't get yeah, too involved. Yeah. Apparently, so, so give him stuff. another camera. Fucking hell, he keeps yeah, he'll be here, like, all, he'll be here all night. Got the okay. Euros to watch. England are at nine. He's, he's fiddling about, about with that. the settings again.
3: <laughs>
2: but he's banging okay, on he's about, just like, banging on about this some, button, he's banging on about some Spotify setting where you can reduce the gap playback speed (laughs) again while we're trying to make an album here alex
1: yeah but particularly when when you listen how often does it happen (laughs) well i listen to a lot of live albums and stuff Hmm. so it ruins live albums right
2: see i don't listen to a lot of live albums i'm not really a fan of some of a lot of live albums
1: well, there's a few controversially, not a big fan of
2: so. of and Monkey's Live at Albert Hall album, but maybe we'll cover that at some point. I think it's all right. Well, don't I think it was very good. well produced. It's also um, no, but I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. think I don't know who did it, but poor job. They seem to always end up getting some kind of mistake live, don't they? Like unintentionally from other people's sort of jobs. I don't know. They're kind of plagued. Although Live at the Apollo is great, you, can, you just get Just get rich and happy every time, don't you?
1: Released on on vinyl. I
2: can't I, you know I'd have loved the vinyl it version of the Apollo. Was it on oh, Apollo? Oh I bet it was at the time. You'd struggle to get it now, but I bet it was. Maybe it was. I Can don't know. Maybe it. maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I don't don't take a word for it. I'm just I'm just saying I think. I'm just saying I maybe it was. It just seems like something they cool. do. But um but then there probably would be an audio version of it out there and I haven't heard that. So I mean you could have it custom made onto a vinyl for yourself. That'd be you easy could. to do.
1: Oh, yes, it is. On
2: I thought it was, you could buy both together.
1: It's on, on Discogs. Here it's uh, oh no, no, it's a DVD of Live at the Apollo, and then there's a vinyl of Live in Texas. Ah, uh, yes, as well. I've but seen that, that
2: yeah. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of the there, Live yeah. in Texas then that they did, but anyway. Um, I yeah, I'm I'm uh, yeah, I listen to a lot of live albums. Uh, I don't know, I like. I'm a sucker for it's like the same reason why I I've I've new music over live like going and seeing them more and more. You know what I mean? Like I just I'm a lover of the studio intricacies of songs than, than yeah. live stuff. Um but um that yeah I just think this, this is an absolute oh, I just think this is an absolutely epic tune music. I think musically up there is one of the best on the album.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd say so.
2: Yeah, there's yeah. there's one or two that spring to mind ahead of it, but um this this is a uh, top three. Maybe least, maybe we should it? just shouldn't release this. We should release this with you if you're there and blend the end of this podcast into if you were there everywhere, i just make it a four But we'll, put, we'll put a little note on making sure the
1: people on Spotify <laughs> have gapless playback. Otherwise it won't make any out. sense.
2: Um so yeah, should we move into the lyrics then? Um well actually he's singing i started with singing alex starts off more mellow in this i'd say but then he gets progressively snarkier as it goes on yes yeah he does his classic build back into alex um yeah he definitely got he's got that kind of he's he's doing his rap this is probably the rappiest he gets on this album
1: it is it definitely is yeah Yeah. this is
2: like probably the rap maybe one of the rappiest he's ever got because it's basically a rap song half the way his lyrics are structured you know what i mean like there's a lot of it on the first album but it's really fast spitting words maybe that's why they don't do it live because he's probably (laughs) wouldn't fucking do that anymore (laughs) how's he gonna do that as he wouldn't be able to do his new voice with this would he like they'd have to slow it right down so that yeah perhaps that is the i bet a lot of it the ones they don't do even if they like them are like well it's just not feasible anymore for us to perform this live like Without it being very different, and then they'd slow it down, and people would moan anyway. So, um, Uh, if you were there, beware though, I think could easily come back, but maybe people, but there's whether people regard it as a classic, more on that next one.
1: Idiots, aren't they? Well, yeah, uh,
2: nice bit of O'Malley and Helder's combo backing vocals in this one. Some lovely backing vocals
1: in there, some of the best backing vocals on the album,
2: yes, I would say so, yeah, yeah, um, adds a lot of atmosphere to like the lyrics, I think, having them doing their bit and bit bit almost a bit ominous as well the way they're doing it they? but um because it's got that lost feeling to it being lost in something their lyrics kind of add to that their backing vocal sound i'd say that moss um okay so i saw a review or, or something and i've seen a few of them that, that sort of said this song was
1: about a mad house party yeah. is
2: that what is that what you think this song is about?
1: Right. On the face of it, say it first listen, because it, it's been so long since I listened to it, so it's almost like the first listen again. On the face of it, and then reading the lyrics, you could say that. But I I always saw it as more of like one of the comment on fame type tracks that they started falling into.
2: Yeah, I, I would say that even speaking objectively like on the face of it, there's lyrics in there that, that would should make you go, oh, is it about that? It's clearly an allegory for fame and the success they yeah. were facing being in a rock band, which is what a lot of this album is about anyway. But uh, yeah. I, uh, clearly, that's what this is about. And I'm surprised yeah. that, I mean, you know, I'm just surprised people have taken the time to write stuff on the internet. <laughs> Don't know like what it's about. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, fair enough if you just listen to it and that's what you think it's about. But the fact that you've taken the time to write up a blog about it being about that seems odd because I just think once you try and look into it. So, I mean, the first lyric is "This house is a circus, berserk as fuck." We tend to see that as a per- the, look what it's done to your friends, the memories I pretend, and the last thing that they want is for the feeling to end. So I've always seen that as. Even I think even from the early days, I think I just kind of, maybe just clicked with that idea. But like that, the house is a metaphor for fame and being famous and being in that house. So if you see the house as fame, they're in that house, and that it's a circus when you know being a part of that culture, celebrity culture, which it fucking is and was even more so then.
3: Uh, Do see you Teddy think
1: that this? The, the the idea of this house being a circus do you think that is the inspiration for the cover art on this album
3: yeah
2: i would say so i think well i think the the two songs that that when i think of the cover art the two songs if i was to just visualize it and think of songs on this album that would jump into my head straight away um i think it would be balaclava fluorescent adolescent this house is a circus would be the three songs that would pop into my head based on i think that's up. the three and, and, yeah and, and fluorescent adolescent loosely more i think i would straight away think this house is a circus and balaclava but because of the dicks mainly fluorescent adolescent would, <laughs> would jump in but yeah i think yeah 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 i think well the album is called favorite was nightmare and you know something we talked about in the last one but in my opinion the favorite was nightmare is what well, we talked about in these for dangerous favorite worst nightmare is fame it's their favorite yeah. worst nightmare yeah so it makes sense that because the, a lot of the album is about that is about them approaching fame it's about your first album's about what he was living in his life and this album is exactly is the same it's about what he was living in his life at the time i think every I'm album every album is about but, what he's living in his life at the time yeah um you know m- more heavier metaphorically in the future obviously but but um yeah i mean i yeah, I mean, this. yeah, this house is a circus, it makes fame, and, and it's berserk, you know. Is berserk an international word? I was thinking when I was listening to it, like, so if anyone that doesn't know, in case it's not, it's Yeah, it out... probably
1: because Eminem, Eminem's got a song called Berserk, mm, so
2: maybe yeah, isn't it, it is. It? Yeah. Anyone that doesn't know, it's out of control, with anger or excitement, wild or frenzied. So so yeah, on the face of it, obviously you go, it's about a wild house party, but it's like with Balaclava, when the reviewer was going in saying, oh, they shouldn't be going to, on the streets right you know mucking about their age, yeah, yeah yeah gardens. it's like well, no it's, it's a metaphor isn't it for a fucking sh- dirty shagger but um
3: <laughs> but uh
2: Mick Shagger um but it's it's yeah I think it's clearly an allegory for that and um as we get deeper into the lyrics that hopefully anyone that didn't know that and I hope sometimes. It's just no shame of not knowing it. Obviously, I'm just saying about particular people that go on the internet write as if they really know and say this is what it's about,
1: and you go, well, you haven't looked
2: into the metaphor of it
1: though. Um, I think I'm am ju- just I'm genius now, and it's amazing how many people in the comment. I don't tend I don't tend to I don't tend to, um, I don't tend no, to look on genius before ahead of the show or anywhere. Yeah, really. No, I don't want to. Yeah, I, don't I sometimes see some. What
2: I see is when I'm when I'm looking for reviews and stuff. It'll, like I'll see the little you know on Gu- the Google list the little. Two lines of what yeah, it says, and yeah. I'll, I'll go. Oh God, they've got that wrong. Um, there was, yeah. there's also, there's a FIFA next week that I've seen as because I was compiling some notes for that um, today yeah. that, are, that are wildly off what that song's about. But we'll get to that if you know. It. Yeah. Which I think I thought was a famous. Um, I thought people knew what that song was about. I thought it was a famous story. But anyway, um, uh, yeah. So um, like as fuck. He says berserk as fuck. That's like quite is that like a Britishism then do you think? Yeah, that's, you know, that's we like, would oh. say like that's mad as fuck, we'd say, or like Yeah, yeah. Because like, it doesn't really well, mean maybe not
1: pissed as fuck, but, but, yeah. it doesn't
2: really mean anything, does it? We just say it as a thing that like, it doesn't mean yeah. like what well, when you go that was mad as fuck. If someone was to go It's mad as fuck. Fu- yeah. What do you mean by fuck? What do you mean it was mad? As fuck, you just go, Oh, right, no, we just all understand what that means. It doesn't actually mean it anything. It means it was definitely <laughs> <all over> British. <laughs> those british
1: colloquialisms that yeah yeah but is just part of the vocabulary now
2: exactly so we all understand it but i was thinking i wonder if some people are like what's he mean berserkers um but uh they they like so they they see it as being wild and crazy so they so so when they say um berserkers foot they they're saying that they see it as being wild and crazy as a perk you know um, in the next line, we we sorry we tend to see it as a perk. Though, look what it's done to your friend. The memories are pretend, and the last thing they want is for the feeling to end. To reiterate, they see it. Um, they see fame as wild and crazy, but they also see that as a perk because that must be pretty exciting to be involved in. It's it's the favorite worst nightmare thing again. It's ex- really exciting for us to be doing this, but it's also like quite crazy and a bit wild and a bit disconcerting. So, like, um, you know, it's made. What do you think when it when he says then? what it's done to your friend, their memories are pretend the last thing they want is for the feeling to end. Because I could imagine on face value, people think that's a drug reference, perhaps, because, you know, chasing the feeling. But I, I w- well, I've i always taken it to mean that, like, you know, perhaps other people that, you know, in bands at the time or whatever, not not just in bands, celebrities, they might, they might know. It's like their memories are pretend like they're forgetting who they were. Maybe something like that. Yeah. The more encroached you become in the celebrity culture, the more you forget. It's gone to your head, basically. Yeah. It's like a clever way of saying it's, it's gone to the heads.
1: We're getting back to themes from Who the Fucker Arctic Monkeys again. Yeah, and like,
2: Teddy Picker in a way. Similar um, things and then Teddy Picker as well. Yeah,
1: um, it's like that. Like,
2: yeah, it's gone to the heads. Like, because it does. You see that all the time with famous people. It goes to the heads, and then, like, you know, I think James Corden at the time was probably a good example of that. Um, yeah. yeah, goes to the heads, and then they forget perhaps like who they were before or what they do, you see it yeah. a million times. And, and it's a really clever way of saying that, actually. Um, you know. But And the last one they want is for the feeling to end. I've always seen that as, like, um, fame. So they don't want the feeling to end of what it's like to be famous and be one of those, like Teddy Picker again, one of those flash-in-the-pan celebrities, um, which could do, double as a drug reference as well. But um, fame is a bit like a drug nick, I'd say.
1: Yeah. It is. The worst. Imagine the worst kind of drug is the one that dries up dan well against the extra if, you know, series if you don't too. get that reference i'm done with you <laughs> so what was it uh the worst drug of all is the one that dries up that, that was uh that was Pete. one of our lyrics back in the day
2: that was one of our lyrics
1: yeah that was my one bit of backing vocals that was
2: oh mate i don't remember any of our songs See no, our no, I for I a float did you see me post this picture from <laughs> i saw our that today. i had to I scrub love, out the other members faces like, yeah like, well,
1: like they've been convicted paedophiles since then or something
2: oh might have no might i um, <laughs> i i didn't know whether it was cool to put their faces on it in a public forum so i was just yeah, i was just sure like did. trying to be nice yeah um put
1: my face on there though weren't you?
2: well you're part of this whole thing so yeah,
1: yeah. i look different now you could have easily uh, <laughs>
2: what do you mean <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it's not clear it. that it's me. they haven't no but you've consented to be in the photo by way of being the co-host of this podcast and that's on the podcast socials they haven't consented to do that because they're nothing to do with this
1: <laughs> it's, it's 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 not a hill i'm gonna die on i was just being daft really yeah, just, I, I thought it
2: was quite nice for me to not just throw their picture out right there and, you know, say yeah. this is one of the shittiest bands in Manchester. We self degrading about ourselves, but I don't think we should be bringing other people into it. But yeah. um, I mean,
1: the, the other two members of the band, well, the drummer was quite talented.
2: He was, wasn't he? But perhaps not for the type of music we were making. Or maybe if we'd have been a bit better, we could have done something good. I was in another band with him.
1: You were, weren't you? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. we were actually a step, We were a bit better than we were. But, I mean, it's a low bar, sure. isn't it, at that point? But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but we were, we were all right. We were a bit shit. And then my third incarnation was the best band I was in, but we never actually got anywhere because the drummer moved away. So, there you go. Hey? <laughs> you can't have it all. Um, they do that. But... They have lives
1: and shit, don't they? Make makes you sick. Mm,
2: yeah, it does make me sick. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's the desperate to hold on to fame is my kind of interpretation of that. And And, yeah, because you get that a lot. You see, uh, see extra series two and one actually, so it's like yes. kind of particularly the Les Dennis episode is kind of a, of someone just desperately trying, you know, when he rings up the um, he's, he's been spotted in in and he can't afford anything around there, can he? He can, he's making shitloads of cash or whatever, and he hangs the phone up. <laughs> make sure you um, print that make sure you print that <laughs> um yeah 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 but but yeah extras is another good one to watch and complement to this album because it was out at the it same really time. does go yeah Which we, Yeah, I it think is. we should
1: do we should do this that should be the way we can expand maybe get people get get some bloggers on board if you if you like writing and you want to write for us then and we can do little lists for each album of stuff that goes along with it like musically and in terms of because I'd, I'd imagine they were watching extras on the tour bus as well.
2: Who knows? Who knows? Maybe Andy had the box sets and he took on with them, so they never finished it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, they've still not seen the Christmas. Special. <laughs> oh Andy took his DVDs with him. Um but... leave the PlayStation Andy <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah and then and then um what when then when we report that which actually works really well because when it changes here to the next set of lyrics, have you noticed he changes his singing, his performance to I dunno, it sounds more like desperate, amps up, so the music amps yeah. up and then his his performance kind of changes. Um it's a bit more scarcity in there, I would say, when he when he comes back in with the those walls will make sinners out of such lovely lads and that. So, so yeah, those walls will make sinners out of such lovely lads. Scale I mean, this would have to be some mad house party for for like lyrics like that, wouldn't it? Like the those, those walls will make sinners out of such lovely lads scaling the corridors for maiden's in the maze and in the anomaly, you'll slip into familiar ways. Um so for me, that first line particular has always been like so like fame and success and money will make nice people do bad things out of desperation, yeah. which we see a lot of, um, and not even necessarily bad. Like he could like a bit both like sinning is in sex, drugs and partying, which, you know, some see as bad and some don't. Yeah. Um, I think I know where we fall on that, <laughs> but also maybe yeah. that that people can be driven to do bad shit because they're just so hungry, hungry for more, hungry for more of the yeah. fame. Yeah. Um, it's like, and then it's scale so scaling the corridors for maidens in the maze. That's like looking for women to be with, is it? Women that are a bit lost yeah. in all this fame and fortune. Like, so I'm only thinking because of the maze comparison. Because a, a, a maze makes me think of being lost, and a maiden makes me think of someone that needs rescuing. I don't know why. I don't know if that's my own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like damsel yeah, in the stress, like rescuing. So, is that like he's looking for like a woman that he can save. So is that like... Well,
1: almost um, even looking for someone who's got the same attitude as him. Yeah, you're, you're like, that's the anomaly. Like, oh, the state of all this. Yeah. Everyone
2: else is like that and she's the anomaly. Um, but then he said, just looking for money. So is that like, you're the anomaly and she's the anomaly and that you won't let it get to you, but then you will just slip into that. So it's like... Because you're, 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 the... you're
1: already a part of it, so... Yeah, so is it like the, but,
3: the yeah.
2: maiden in the maze is the anomaly as well because it's a girl who's a bit lost rather than you know the players of that world like like actually you know a good example i don't know if you ever know this there's a woman i can't remember her name who was married to liam gallagher's sorry she was liam gallagher's ex they got divorced and there's a few famous rock stars that she's slept with and she's known for that she, And there's a,
1: she has a baby with liam gallagher and she has yeah a as well lisa moorish yeah
2: yeah, so there's a famous story. <laughs> Apparently she's quite Moorish because I keep coming back to her. Um there's a there's a story from the Enemy Awards. I think it's the first or the second time they were there that that she was all over Alex all night trying to yeah. skate on with him and he was having none of it because he's got a bit more about him, Alex. He's got a bit more sense. So it makes you think of that like he's looking for a girl that isn't like that. They're the anomaly of the girls that are a bit lost in it as well, you know. Like, like an Alexa Chung, let's say, a girl that's part of yeah. all that fame stuff, but she's still got a she knows who she is and she's not getting sucked into all that nonsense and she's yeah. she's a bit fucking phased by it all as well. And you can be with her a yeah. bit, I think. That's the kind of, yeah. Um, finding a nice girl is just as lost as you. Navigating it. Yeah. Um, and then and you is an anomaly to what you normally find. But then I suppose the lyric, if it's cynical, is then even then when you find a girl that is a, a, an anomaly, you'll slip into your familiar ways and sleep with her and and Go tits up, perhaps I don't know. Like he'll slip back into his his ways, yeah. his familiar ways. Perhaps they'll carry it on in familiar ways. Do
1: you want a lyrical? Anthem? We've not done one. I do want. I, I do want a lyrical for like that. We're good. I think. I think you've earned that one, mate. I've earned that oh, one. There you go. I've earned that one
2: because it's a link to a song. It's a direct link to both songs. So there you go um so yeah i think i think we nailed that i think that's what he means by the main in the maze and the, the loss there i think yeah. um i mean god knows, i mean what do you, people who think it's about a house house party think that line means that's the like just a girl that's a bit lost at the house party that you're gonna fuck again i mean i guess yeah, it, just... it does work but also it's like you know alex is better than that come on <laughs> dig a little deeper it, it edge, works you know I mean? <laughs> but
1: it's, it's very first album b-side isn't it? <laughs> if, if, if we're going down the house yeah, party, yeah yeah
2: it's like that song that we used to love uh, well, at the time, I loved it and thought it was amazing about the house party, and we used to rave about it, and then you listen back to it house now. House party like, movies, yeah. House party at Boobies by... by...
1: Um, Little Man Tate. Yeah, this is well, what... There's, I was there's, I feel... a, Sorry. there's a lyric in that, that that goes... We've talked about some of our worst ever lyrics ever. Um, the girls danced to Kylie. They tried to look sexy. I gave one my number and asked her to text me.
2: And we thought that. that we thought that was the best lyric ever at the time. Yeah. And we didn't realise until like we we got more of Alex in other albums what good lyrics actually were. And I think I'm gonna I'm actually gonna clip a bit of that in because if you want to hear a song about a house party done by someone from Sheffield, it ain't this house is a circus, because that's a metaphor. This is what it would actually be like.
1: It, yeah.
0: Can have a cigarette drink And have a cigarette kiss Then I ask her name But it doesn't seem right It feels a little funny Because her sister kissed the same While I sit in the chair Next to the CD player I Told some kid it couldn't be much gayer Stays with his cousin She's trying to Station, somebody's thrown up on the path. Balco's passed out in the bath. Girls seem to Kylie, they try to look sexy. I gave one my number, I told her to text me. And my boyfriend's on his way, he'll be here to correct me. If you agree, we can go upstairs. Has anyone seen the phone? Because I'm ordering pizza, Marisa. The door hand in hand with Anita. The boys gather round, eager to greet her. She smiles. On by. There's bowls and cans all over the place. Nowhere to sleep, there isn't space. I had arrived, good night, in any case. Same me. again next time.
2: yeah i mean it's funny that i used to we used to play that house party. we used to sing along to it we'd love it it was so accurate to what our lives were like and now looking back it's shit like it's so it's it's just true one of those things that you look back and go god that was awful you know what i mean like that's the true test of things holding up over time like good stuff isn't it when you hear something like that do
1: you think little man tate started a band because you had milburn and arctics who were like good mates and do you reckon they were like I want to be mates with him. Let's start a Sheffield band, <laughs> okay? and that was about the size of it.
2: Probably, yeah. That's that's why they only got where they did. Well, I met, do you remember the other day someone someone commented say on, on the Glastonbury performance saying that um, Artie Monkeys weren't even the best bands come out of Sheffield of, of that era. Yeah, Melbourne were. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a, so that that's a of, pretty
2: poor take, that.
1: I started drinking heavier right after that.
2: All I'll say is this, if Melbourne were better than Arctic Monkeys, then one of Milburn wouldn't be part of Arctic Monkeys' tour entourage. God bless him, but they weren't better,
1: were they? Um, ja- Jamie would be part of like the backing band for Milburn or something.
2: <laughs> Mil- Milburn are exactly what Arctic Monkeys would be if they only just kept doing the first stuff. Not yeah. around. Occasionally yeah. doing the odd <laughs> yeah. gig. To seeing Jamie playing with another more successful band like that—that's that—that's that's the reality of what you guys want. <laughs> they want that. That, that. That's the actual what would have happened if you do that. Ludicrous. Um, so I think some people prefer that. They'd rather just have Arctic as the as they were then, occasionally touring the first album. Then, then go and listen to the ratings and <laughs> then. <And> then, <laughs>
1: follow, then, come back and apologise and kill yourself. I've just realised. Um, sure. It just hit me. That name's a pun, isn't it? The ratings. Yeah, but like the like, wrong ones. No, the Raytons like right ones. Like oh oh, she's she's a right one, isn't it? She's sorry, a one. And, and Ray is Ray is, Sheff- Ray is Yorkshire sign, uh, for right. It's just are, they, are they from and Sheffield? On. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Oh right, I didn't know um, they're from Sheffield. I'll I'll, I'll I'll double check now. But it's just, that's just got me even more annoyed by the Raytons than I already was. If that's the case. <laughs> uh, to be fair, they did go to number one. Right on an independent label, number one album. Oh, they're from Rotherham, not New York. They. <laughs> 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 oh, they're out. like, God, they're the same age as Arctics. Oh, mm-hmm. that's that's So they
2: are exactly what Arctic Monkeys would have been if they didn't um progress,
3: yeah. Yeah, exactly, although, yeah although
2: although i actually know so that's unfair to us because they had way more talent I don't think josh Hom would have been taking up an invite to have the ratings over on the third album would they there's a there's a definite def- yeah. definition of talent of seeing talent in people so so
1: yeah it's an unfair I mean, comparison to be fair but um in, in fact that, that ratings album that went to number one it wasn't even on a label they self-released it so you, i'll give them credit for that fair play But yeah but that, that's that's just the people
2: thing. yeah but that's just because the masses want that sound still. The feds like the monkey stuff, and as we know from recent events, the wrong classes of idiots, yeah. (laughs) Um, and we're forever unfulfilled and can't think why. Like a search for murder clues in dead men's eyes. (sighs) So, again, what do people think? Like, that's about if it's just about, (laughs) but yeah. So, this is like fame unfulfilling them ultimately, which is a common thing. I see extras again, actually, like you can't you can't figure out why because you've technically, you've got everything that you wanted, but, but you still feel unfulfilled. Cause as a lot of people say the because that's why the people that don't have talent that just go into the kind of Teddy pick a fame thing are ultimately unfulfilled because, because it might be everything they wanted, but ultimately where like it doesn't fulfill you. If you're unhappy, yeah, just being just famous isn't gonna, yeah, it's just hollow. It's not going to get anywhere. And I like that, that they kind of felt like they've got everything they want, but that the, it's not fulfilled them. And, you can't quite put the finger on why that is. And I love this metaphor, um, like a search for murder clues in dead men's eyes. So is that like, I've always seen that as like how a search for murder clues in dead men's eyes is like a, it's a, a fruitless endeavor. Yeah, it's going to reveal nothing. Yeah, you, right, right. you can stare all you want, but the clues aren't going to be there because he's gone mm. and he can't tell you anything. The You know, the clues are elsewhere. So, so it's like feeling unfulfilled, even though you've got even more than you ever dreamed of at this point there but that isn't fulfilling enough you enough and you can't quite figure out why and trying to figure it out is pointless you'll never be able to do it so yeah it's a bit hmm, it's very deep that isn't it really i mean i've had that i remember when i i was building up to i kept thinking like being a stand-up comedian was what what would fulfill me make me feel better and i was doing gigs and i ultimately did this big charity gig where there was like i don't know two uh quite a few like you know cost of a 1000 people or something there and i thought oh when i do this this is gonna be the one where i'm like yep and i went out went really well i had a good like good time and then afterwards i was like people were like coming up to me friends and stuff and other people going, that was great and i just wasn't people were like you don't seem really that <laughs> buzzing about it and i was just like no i don't, I don't really feel a buzzing. and that's when, with it yeah yeah that's when i realized that actually my enjoyment came from i'd get more of a buzz when i'd be sat in my bedroom writing the joke and i'd write something that i thought was funny and then i'd be buzzing off that rather than the actual performing. and that's when i thought oh, maybe i'd rather be a writer than than a performer but yeah ultimately yeah it's funny that feeling of thinking something's going to fulfill you and then it doesn't and you're a bit like maybe that's just life <laughs> just just waiting for the next thing that's going to i think there's a line in the first uh true detective that he says where he says everyone in life thinks oh I'm for, um, you know in the future I'm gonna to move to the, the town where I'll be happy and have the friends that'll fulfill me for the rest of my life and meet the will of my life and life doesn't quite always work like that. Yeah. True that. True that, true that. But not to say that it, there aren't ups and downs, obviously, peaks and troughs. Yeah. I think there's a there's a famous thing that Tom Hanks said, isn't there, or something, where it's like you'll there'll be times when you the good times are there and there'll be times when the bad times it's all peaks and troughs, isn't it? Oh, waves, but yeah, Alex feeling a bit unfulfilled with his fame here. Um, not quite yeah. sure what he's getting out of it. And then he says, The more, and this is very clearly autobiographical the more you open your mouth, the more you're forcing performance, and all the le- attention is leading me to feel important. A rare straight up biographical moment from Alex, particularly in these early days. I'd say, You don't get, a lot yeah, of it. oh, it's yeah, it's like he's having to put on a show every time he speaks, and all the attention they were getting is slightly making him feel important um I mean we've always said that he's quite grounded we've always felt like he's been quite grounded but but um I mean like it must be hard like when you're getting all that attention and stuff to to stay grounded and not start to feel sometimes oh yeah a a lot of people do most people do succumb to that and that's when they end up again James Corden, becoming like arrogant pricks that that don't make good stuff but and treat people like shit like you know or a lot of people that, did, that do that that are famous like but you believe your own hype is what well, the anti monkeys have never done but he obviously at the time felt like he was worried that he might start to buy into it a bit um but i would say to be fair on him if you can recognize that you're starting to feel like you could become a bit self-important from the attention which is completely natural I mean, I'd be god. I don't know if it was me. It's hard to say, but <laughs> I don't know if I'd what I'd end up like if I, if I was just getting constant praise, um, maybe I would succumb to it. But but I always think like the people who get self important and believe the hype that don't don't think the shit stinks, they wouldn't recognize that. They wouldn't believe it about themselves. They wouldn't be going. Oh, I'm starting to feel a bit self important. They would just completely buy into it. Whereas the fact that Alex can look at himself and yeah. go, "I'm feeling it," shows that you're not that bad you know if you can point out
1: when he's still a teenager but, as well to be to be that mature as a teenager to yeah to recognize that
2: you've I mean, been thrown into that world at that age and dealing with it i'd you can see why it goes tits up for so many people like it must be at that age with the way i was then if i'd have been given fame and money so i don't really have more i make jokes about people like bieber and that and their stuff but you gotta to think to be like you know, 13 onwards and be made a global superstar with all this money you might turn into a bit of a prick for a while yeah. <laughs> i guess yeah. it'd be hard to stay well, you gotta got have good people around you i think which luckily the arty monkeys are each other's good people they've kept each other yeah. grounded in that being good friends and yeah that's you get, get, and then you get a lot of bands where that doesn't happen unfortunately and that's why they end up breaking up and stuff but um the backing book here is completely obnoxious completely obnoxious now which i thought is funny um, to back yeah, up the previous is, point that he said, that he's, say, that he's Bit saying, of elder so, Yeah, well, it's just funny that he's saying he's believing his own self importance, and the backing vocal is completely obnoxious. Completely obnoxious now, that's a good joke. Um, backing up that point, um, but then he's also saying, Now that we're here, we may as well go too far which is almost like but fuck it. It. It's like, it, yeah it's like an introspective moment of oh, i'm worried i'm going to start believing my own self-importance but actually now that we're here fuck it we may as well go too far which is probably like a couple of the sentiments when he'd get up and say stuff like even i know take that with shit you know like stuff like that maybe <laughs> like fuck it we may as well have a laugh with it we did all the work to get it may as well fucking enjoy it and rock the boat a bit while we're here so you he know comment you know that, that's
1: babe, that sort yeah. of thing yeah.
2: yeah um here's an interesting one for you the next one I always thought the lyric here was wriggling, so rig- wriggling around in incidents you won't forget. But apparently, it really? it's wringling w r i n g l i n g. Well, that's what it is on Spotify. So that, that I tend to agree. It's the I checked it because I, I double checked it to check um because I didn't believe it at first, and then I looked. So, but but if you look up the meaning of that word. It means
1: wet, doesn't tr- it? It means the same
3: no, as ringing, no, no. It? to
2: twist and compress or compress without twisting in order to force out water of a liquid. So, to wring out clothes would be in a problem. So, it means the same as wriggling essentially, just in a different guise. So, so okay. it makes sense. So, the lyric means the same with that being the word, you know. So, yeah, wringling around in this, you must forget. a so twist basically. So, you know, yeah, just a similar meaning. So, you're twisting it. In I've
1: I've never heard of England, ever. I've never heard that word. Never maybe it's more.
2: That. Maybe it's a local thing that that they see, they use more. You know, people use different versions of words in yeah. different places, don't they? So, it, yeah. so it's like, yeah, you're twisting in incidents that you'll never forget. And what do you think he means by that? Like you've done something a bit naughty, and you're twisting and stuff to get out of it, but you'll never. Yeah. And you'll never forget what you did. That kind of but people,
1: people are noticing it. Right, the next line yeah. is certainly, some venom and looks like you. But people are noticing, mm. it and he's getting shit now.
2: People looking at you with contempt. Which is much like we yeah. said before, like um um when they've cleaned up at the enemy awards or when they or some of the faces in the crowd when they won the Mercury Music Prize because they were commercial and you know, it's normally a critic. they were, the problem is they were a commercial and critical darling, so they got it. Yeah. Or it's normally just a critical darling. I think some people in the crowd were a bit put out when you look at the faces. At well, the enemy awards, because so-
1: he says Richard Holley's been involved so cause yep. he, he would be the critical darling at the time
2: and that's again why they're so grounded um by the speaking of do you think them i was i was thinking about that when i was writing that note and i thought do you think with the maker music prize the main factor in the panel's decision was lyrical do you think that's what got the Making Music Prize? Because because without because I don't think they were looking at the music. I think they were looking at the fact that the lyrics were like this cultural um poetry Phenomenal, about being like, northern life, normal life, yeah. and, and and kitchen sink and putting it through the lens and looking at it, you know, in a comedic way. I, I think it was pretty much night. And then the music's good, obviously, but I would say the decision was based like 95% lyrical. <laughs>
1: it must that, be because yeah. no, normally with the mercury if you look at other stuff that was like nominated or won. so like elbow elbow one and that's more like lush orchestral stuff similar to the car really the elbow album that won Same yeah, with like pj yeah. harvey and port head and stuff well like, they, they go yeah, for that but then they,
2: they also go for like cultural stuff as well so i think that album just had it all didn't it for what they look yeah. at really but and because the lyrics had and then the album was the fastest selling debut album so it takes it every yeah. single box like i don't think how could you not have given it to them but I think I think the lyrics were the main decision, just because that's the kind of thing they would have loved. Is these lyrics are too clever for us not to give them that. You know, it's too it's too holding up a holding up a mirror to society. It's too much like that for us not to give it to them. The Mercury Prize. So, um, but yeah, I think that those looks, that venom, is that jealousy and contempt that they were getting. Maybe paired, um, maybe paired with the first one. It's him being uncomfortable and saying things that will repeat on his mind forever. You know, like when he said stuff and then, you know, like when you get that, when you have those moments and you think, oh, God, why did I say that? And like, you know, <laughs> when you get in bed and you, you hit the pillow and you think, oh, God, why did I say that at that fucking thing two yeah. years ago? <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> making him, yeah. and, that, and that's making him, and those things are making him collect content from different people. Yeah.
1: Um, it's something as well, because a lot of these, we spoke before about the parties that have been going to at this point. And I bet a lot of the people at these parties are invited to, uh, the people who are just famous by virtue of who they slept with, and those are mm. the people who be giving these looks to someone who's actually done something to get invited to those parties, someone who's actually achieved something.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, there's there's
1: definitely snobbery, isn't there?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, is that a thing? And then it's jealousy It's people thinking that they were just. Flash in the pan, and they were jealous because they were cleaning up, and they were in another well, band that they they would have been like, "Our band's better." We,
1: we, again, boys. it's ex- extras again, isn't it? It's a uh, second series, yeah, yeah. special of extras. It's like, well, why is he on Telly more than me? He's doing this, he's doing yeah, that. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. All, all that, yeah,
3: yeah. I think it. people
2: would have seen their style of music and and the way they are as like they're not true artists. So I don't know, but you get a lot of that unfortunately. But they've kind of shoved that down everyone's, and that's why I think people love to hate shit on them now a bit. Yeah, because people were jealous of what they had at the time. So any opportunity to see what they've done as a misstep is gleefully shit on, which is what we do here in England, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, that's, that's Britain, thing. Yeah, that's um, our national sport. It used to be football, fortu-
2: <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, that's all. That's gone, gone online since March. No, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was going to say it's gone on, it's gone on Saudi Arabia since March, but it felt too political, so I didn't say it. Yeah, but I've said, said it anyway. Right. Um, (laughs) do you know what's funny what's funny is like so when he says um, venom in the looks so so that obviously the lyric is um, there's certainly some venom in the the looks that you collect for a while years and years ago I thought he said I didn't didn't think he said but like just couldn't unhear something that I thought I heard I thought he said and there's certainly some Benelin he looks like he forgets now, Benelin hair is a medicine that, well, what it's, it's like for cough medicine. So, if you if you think of it, I used to think the lyric, if you go back and listen to the song, it sounds a bit, it does, and I can never unhear it now that I've, he says, like, there's certainly it some Benelin that looks like he, <laughs> he that he's, <laughs> <laughs> and I just used to think, what's he mean by that? And actually, and it is another one. Actually, so well, so the next line is aimlessly gazing at the faces in the queue, and we're struggling with the notion that it's life, not film. So that's like them looking at some of presumably the famous people they've seen and heroes they've met, and and you know, like uh, well, heroes aren't um, when you've seen what we've seen, heroes. But
1: do you have it as aimlessly gazing at the faces in the queue? Yeah. Yeah, so a couple of places I looked at had that, but other places... Well, have... Spotify officially, yeah. Other places have aimlessly I... gazing at the faces in the kiln, which I... which would rhyme with film and it would fit into that thing. Of well, I, I'm exclusively
2: is, only getting my lyrics off Spotify now because of discrepancies we've had. I copy, I don't well, copy I, I, I I a, them, I type well, them so... what
1: specifically. I always check what it says elsewhere as well just to see. see i I feel like
2: though spotify must be the official lyrics that come with the album so you know it must be because they 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 must give them to them to put in there like the record company and stuff especially give them yeah absolutely it'll come with the masters and all that so so i i I, yeah i absolutely would only say in fact to be honest with you so (laughs) so i i used to think um that they said the cure he say, I've used to think say, aimlessly gazing at the face in the cure and was struggling this like not film years ago, so I used to think he was talking about the band the cure as if like seeing it, which means the same as what the lyric means, but I just think he was specific, thought he was specifically referencing a band. Um, but what I mean, kiln wouldn't really make sense, would it?
1: No, not, not particularly. It's a kiln, no, I, I was, it's an oven, it's like I mean, oven I mean, I don't think making stuff.
2: I think that the reason why I specifically took them from Spotify is that we don't, so we don't have to have the debate of stuff. I think that's probably
1: wrong, because yeah. Because that, it's that's, probably that's why I like, been using Spotify as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I always, I always cross reference it against like, like Genius and other places as well. But I find Genius to be so unreliable.
2: And uh, yeah, um, we're struggling with it. Well, it's, it's you can, uh, you can annotate, can't you? So it's like Wikipedia, but it gets checked. But you know, some might slip through the net um yeah. so, so that would live it there. it's that a little bit though it's like the famous people they've seen and heroes they've met they're struggling to come to terms with that being their reality because it feels like they're in a, a film it can't possibly be real that they're living this you know um so actually the, the cure thing works if it, <laughs> if it had been the cure because that would basically be what they say in as well but um yeah i always thought like that they mean like i used to think that they were just meant seeing people wow it's some real rubbing shoulders with these people um and then they just repeat the earlier lyric with some choice backing vocals, don't they? That we've already gone through. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say I'm pretty much set on it being an allegory w- w- for fame. I don't Same. think that's it. Must be, it must be, it has to be. Like it can't just be like that because otherwise, that last lyric would be about aimlessly gazes at the faces queuing up to get in the party and they're struggling with this they're like, That's shit i don't know what even yeah. what that would mean struggling with this
1: it's it's life if i if i went to a house party and have to queue outside to get in i'm going home
2: yeah or even if it was just a mad party like also, how would queuing and then feeling like they're in a film life not film while they're staring at people in the queue like what would that even mean really? but um i mean it could also like, mean what, what do you think it means by use queue? The concerts.
1: Because, because, the, que- the queues for the gigs and, like, just seeing other people queuing up to see him, maybe.
2: Oh, I always saw it as... Um... I always thought of it as the queue... Yeah, yeah, but not people queuing up to see them, but people queuing up to get in places that are famous because he said, or even the queue might be a metaphor for the, the queue of fame. I don't know, like the queue, the line people have to become yeah, like yeah. in the, the fame Ben Shepard
1: and Stephen Mulhern's
2: <laughs> production lines.
1: Um, yeah.
2: but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's it's lyrically one, if one of, if not the um, strongest on the album, definitely metaphorically um last week was spot on lyrically for a breakup there wasn't it but but next week's is pretty good but um but yeah i'd say i'd i'd say it's pretty one of his best metaphorical ones before we get to the proper deep metaphors
1: yes (laughs) yeah that's coming oh that's no, coming we're... for a couple of a couple of episodes, and then it's going away for an episode, and then it's coming back.
2: And it's coming again, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, really, really love the song. Yeah, it's really
1: great, love isn't it? It. really love Falling it. Falling in love it. it. A lot of this album, I've um, this m- might well be my least listened to album. Really, I've not really listened to it that much since it came out. I no, when I mean, I bought it on vinyl, when I bought it on vinyl a few years ago, I went through a phase of listening to it for a bit, but. That's about seven or eight years ago.
2: Yeah, we haven't even got to what I think is my favorite song yet. Like it was my favorite song historically. It could change by the time we finish this podcast. But we'll find out when we do the wrap up, I no. guess.
3: Yes, we
1: will indeed. Shall we move on to our favorite lyric?
0: Yeah. I know. Too busy with the mind on clever line.
2: Ah, uh, mine is, and we're forever unfulfilled, and can't think why. Like a search for murder clues in dead men's eyes. I just think it's a cool as fuck lyric and quite clever.
1: It's cool, and of course, at the Glastonbury 2007 version, yeah, uh, that's when he does the "There's a Viking."
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. What's yours? I just forgotten about. Uh, Mine is that the more you open your mouth, the more you're forcing performance, and all the attention is leading me to mm. feel important. Not nice, important,
2: it's a nice bit of poetry, that. And nice, uh, quite, yeah, quite um apt. Uh, shall we do our uh, favorite musical moment then?
1: Let's do it, man. it's a tough one with this one yeah
2: what's yours what would you say i'd say i've got i'm gonna double up i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna to have to go to the breakdown bass when it comes back in the ding, ding, yes. ding, and then the big meaty outro sequence though that whole same on there same to be. yeah because it's, it's just too good it's the clear the best part of the song music can't twister. choose
1: between them either so it's, it's no the no the bass script. is
2: great and then just the way it comes back in and the way he sings it perfect perfect
1: Absolutely! Oh, magnificent, magnificent! What a tune! Watch, and, and we've got another absolute tune next week as well. I mean, it's absolute tunes all the way through. Wow, well, nearly all the way through. But, uh, we'll
2: see, we might change our, might have our hearts and minds changed on one.
1: Uh, we'll still enjoy it. Cause it's a,
2: it's a funny. It'll be funny. It'll be funny. It'll be a funny episode. I think. Yeah. It, it, we'll
1: it, find it out what that me, is. Uh, it, it gives me an excuse to pull out a clip of the people mentioned in the song.
2: Yes, and also um this album in particular is what. Well, most of the albums that we're facing, but this this album is a very exciting B side um, run. Very, there's it doesn't feel like yeah. we're get like with the last album you knew. Apart from like a couple that you were you were stepping into off album territory, but I don't think with this album it's going to feel. Apart from like a couple, it's not going to feel like we're off yeah. album territory. I don't think it's going to feel. Great. This is probably well, the most
1: B sides that could have made it onto the album. This. Well, I'd say the next three albums. I'd say th- this Humbug is it to see. We've got a fair few B-sides that could have easily made it onto the album. They couldn't the yeah. album quality.
2: Yes, one in particular think, on this era. That I stolen was...
1: Sweethearts was the only one previously.
2: Do you know how on the first album we said, because it's a seminal album, that that it would be wrong to replace, say, Vampires with um, what mm. we might class as a better song, like uh, Bigger Boys or some whatever we said yeah. at the time? Yeah. Um... I think with this album, there is a song I would change for another song in the B sides, and we'll get to it when we get to it. Where I wouldn't say, like, I wouldn't say, oh, no, it's other piece; it's as it is. I wouldn't change it. I would actually change it, yeah. and I know that it's one.
1: Score ba- that... three quarters of the band.
2: Yes, yes.
1: So, um,
2: uh, yeah. So there you go. But we'll get to that. That's going to be interesting. Brilliant,
1: brilliant. But yeah, yeah. Well, that just about wraps up our look at track eight. For a favour nightmare, this house is a circus. We'll be back next week, Dan, with what, mate?
2: Well, Nick, I hope you've not got any skeletons lurking in your closet because I'm sure it won't be long before the press are rifling through our bin bags. Imagine how many column inches they get from speaking to your nan. Yes, it's time to get a little bit moodier as we step into a Macbethian cauldron filled with thieves, sleaze and more searing guitar than you can shake a serpent at as Alex sharpens his pen and turns it in the direction of the UK press. But don't worry, it'll still be the hip-hop-infused rock fun fest that we've come to expect. Just remember, if you were there, beware.
1: (laughs) Other job speaking to mine, man. She's dead. <laughs> but, uh, well, well, well Mur- Mur- went- Murdoch can
2: find a way, mate. Murdoch can find a way.
1: <laughs> if you if you went back to speak to all my uh, previous employers, they'd they'd tell you that uh, I've had about fourteen nuns die. But <laughs> you know, I'm just a shifty kind of person. <laughs> right, we will we will be back next week with that, and we we can't wait. We hope you can't wait as well. I don't forget yeah. if you enjoyed it. Go in the episode description, find all the links, subscribe, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter youtube for our watch along of glastonbury that's doing some good numbers baby say goodbye there to the nice people down numbers. i believe the hype is hosted and produced weekly by nick lee and dan Holt. The music used in the titles is royalty free music courtesy of les fm don't forget to subscribe on your podcast player of choice to be notified every wednesday when a new episode is released And if you want to help us out further, be sure to like and review to help make us more visible to like-minded souls. We'll see you next week with more of the same.